Chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. And it came to pass, on the second Sabbath after the first, that he went through the cornfields, and his disciples plucked the ears of corn, and did eat, rubbing them in their hands. And certain of the Pharisees said unto them, Why do ye that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath days? And Jesus answering them said, Have ye not read so much as this, what David did, when himself was hungered, and they which were with him, how he went into the house of God, and did take and eat the showbread, and give also to them that were with him, which it is not lawful to eat but for the priests alone. And he said unto them, that the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Ambrose, not only in the form of expression, but in his very practice and mode of action, did the Lord begin to absolve man from the observance of the old law. Hence it is said, And it came to pass, that he went through the cornfields, etc. Bede, for his disciples having no opportunity for eating, because the multitudes throng so, were naturally hungry, but by plucking the ears of corn, they relieved their hunger, which is a mark of a strict habit of life, not seeking for prepared meats, but mere simple food. Theophylact. Now he says, on the second Sabbath after the first, because the Jews called every feast a Sabbath, for Sabbath means rest. Frequently, therefore, was there feasting at the preparation, and they called the preparation a Sabbath because of the feast and hence they give to the principal Sabbath the name of the second first, as being the second in consequence of the festival of the day preceding. Chrysostom, for there was a double feast, one on the principal Sabbath, another on the next solemn day succeeding, which was also called a Sabbath. Isidore, he says on the second first, because it was the second day of the Passover, but the first of unleavened bread, having killed the Passover, on the very next day they kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and it is plain that this was so from the fact that the apostles plucked ears of corn and ate them, for at that time the ears are weighed down by the fruit. Epiphanies. On the Sabbath day, then, they were seen passing through the cornfields and eating the corn, showing that the bonds of the Sabbath were loosened, when the great Sabbath was come in Christ who made us to rest from the working of our iniquities. Cyril. But the Pharisees and scribes, not knowing the Holy Scriptures, agreed together to find fault with Christ's disciples, as it follows. And certain of the Pharisees said unto them, Why do ye, etc.? Tell me now, when a table is set before you on the Sabbath day, do you not break bread? Why then do you blame others? Bede. But some say that these things were objected to our Lord himself. They might indeed have been objected by different persons, both to our Lord himself and his disciples, and to whomsoever the objection is made. It chiefly refers to him. Ambrose. But the Lord proves the defenders of the law to be ignorant of what belongs to the law, bringing the example of David. As it follows, And Jesus answering said to them, have ye not read so much as this, etc. Cyril, as if he said, whereas the law of Moses expressly says, Give a righteous judgment, and ye shall not respect persons in judgment. How now do ye blame my disciples, 
who even to this day extolled David as a saint and prophet, though he kept not the commandment of Moses. Chrysostom, and mark that whenever the Lord speaks for his servants, i.e. his disciples, he brings forward servants, as, for example, David and the priests. But when for himself he introduces his father, as in that place, my father worketh hitherto, and I work. Theophylact, but he reproves them in another way, as it is added, and he said unto them, that the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath, as if he said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath, as being he who ordained it, and as the legislator I have power to loose the Sabbath. For Christ was called the Son of Man, who, being the Son of God, yet condescended in a miraculous manner to be made and called for man's sake the Son of Man. Chrysostom. But Mark declares that he uttered this of our common nature, for he said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. It is therefore more fitting that the Sabbath should be subject to man than that man should bow his neck to the Sabbath. Ambrose, but herein is a great mystery, for the field is the whole world, the corn is the abundant harvest of the saints in the seed of the human race. The years of corn are the fruits of the church, which the apostles, shaking off by their works, fed upon, nourishing themselves with their increase, and by their mighty miracles, as it were, out of the bodily husks, plucking forth the fruits of the mind to the light of faith. Bede, for they bruise the ears in their hands, because, when they wish to bring others over into the body of Christ, they mortify their old man, with its axe drawing them away from worldly thoughts. Ambrose. Now the Jews thought this unlawful on the Sabbath, but Christ, by the gift of new grace, represented hereby the rest of the law, the work of grace. Wonderfully has he called it the second first Sabbath, not the first second, because that was loosed from the law which was first, and this is made first which was ordained second. It is therefore called the second Sabbath according to number, the first according to the grace of the work. For that Sabbath is better where there is no penalty than that where there is a penalty prescribed. Or this perhaps was first in the foreknowledge of wisdom, and second in the sanctification of the ordinance. Now in David escaping with his companions, there was a foreshadowing of Christ in the law who with his apostles escaped the prince of the world. But how was it that the observer and defender of the law himself both eat the bread and give it to those that were with him, which no one was allowed to eat but the priests, except that he might show by that figure that the priest's bread was to come over to the use of the people, or that we ought to imitate the priest's life, or that all the children of the church are priests, for we are anointed into a holy priesthood, offering ourselves a spiritual sacrifice to God. But if the Sabbath was made for men, and the benefit of men required that a man, when hungry, having been long without the fruits of the earth, should forsake the abstinence of the old fast, the law is surely not broken, but fulfilled. Verses 6 through 11. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught, and there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts, 
and said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Jesus unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? And looking round about upon them all, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored whole as the other. And they were filled with madness, and communed one with another what they might do to Jesus. Ambrose. The Lord now proceeds to another work, for he who had determined to make the whole man safe was able to cure each member. Hence it is said, and it came to pass also on another Sabbath, that he entered into the synagogue and taught. Bede. He chiefly heals and teaches on the Sabbaths, not only to convey the meaning of a spiritual Sabbath, but because of the more numerous assembly of the people. Cyril, but he taught things far beyond their comprehension, and opened to his hearers the way to future salvation by him. And then, after having first taught them, he suddenly showed his divine power, as it follows, and there was a man there whose right hand was withered. Bede, but since the master had excused by an undeniable example the breach of the Sabbath, with which they charged his disciples, their object is now by watching to bring a false accusation against the master himself. As it follows, and the scribes and Pharisees watched him, if he would heal on the Sabbath, that if he did not, they might accuse him of cruelty or impotence. If he did, a violation of the Sabbath, Hence it follows that they might find an accusation against him. Cyril, for this is the way of the envious man. He feeds in himself his pang of grief with the praises of others. But the Lord knew all things and searches the hearts, as it follows. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man who had the withered hand, Rise up and stand. And he arose and stood forth that perchance he might stir up the cruel Pharisees to pity, and allay the flames of their passion. Bede. But the Lord anticipating the false charge, which they were preparing against him, reproves those who, by wrongly interpreting the law, thought that they must rest on the Sabbath day, even from good works, whereas the law commands us to abstain from servile works, i.e. from evil, on the Sabbath. Hence it follows, then said Jesus unto them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath, etc.? Cyril, this is a very useful question, for if it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath, and there is no reason why those who work should not obtain mercy from God, cease to gather up accusation against Christ. But if it be not lawful to do good on the Sabbath, and the law prohibits the safety of life, thou art become the accuser of the law. For if we examine the very institution of the Sabbath, we shall find it was introduced for the object of mercy, for God commanded to keep holy the Sabbath. That may rest thy man-servant and thy maid-servant and all thy cattle. But he who has mercy on his ox and the rest of his cattle, how much rather will he not have mercy on man troubled with the severe disease? Ambrose but the law by things present prefigured the form of things future, among which surely the days of rest to come are to be not from good works but from evil. For although secular works may be given up, yet it is no idle act of a good work to rest in the praise of God. Augustine, 
For though our Lord was healing the body, he asked this question, is it lawful to save the soul or to lose it? Either because he performed his miracles on account of faith, in which is the salvation of the soul, or because the cure of the right hand signified the salvation of the soul, which ceasing to do good works seemed in some measure to have a withered right hand, i.e. he placed the soul for the man, as men are wont to say, so many souls were there. Augustine, it may be questioned how Matthew came to say that they asked the Lord whether it was lawful to heal on the Sabbath. When Luke in this place states that they rather were asked of the Lord, we must therefore believe that they first asked the Lord, and that then he understanding by their thoughts that they sought an opportunity to accuse him, placed the man in the midst whom he was going to heal, and asked the question which Mark and Luke relate him to have asked. It follows, and looking round about upon them all. Titus Boss When the eyes of all were, as it were, riveted together, and their minds also fixed upon the consideration of the matter, he said to the man, Stretch forth thy hand. I command thee, who created man? But he who had the withered hand hears, and is made whole, as it follows, and he stretched it, and it was restored. But they who should have been astonished at the miracle increased in malice, as it follows. But they were filled with madness, and communed one with another what they should do to Jesus. Chrysostom. And, as Matthew relates, they go out to take counsel that they should kill him. Cyril. Thou perceivest, O Pharisee, a divine worker, and him who delivers the sick by his heavenly power, and out of envy thou breathest forth death. Bede. The man represents the human race, withered by the unfruitfulness of good works, because of the hand in our first parent stretched forth to take the apple, which was healed by the innocent hand stretched forth on the cross. And rightly was the withered hand in the synagogue, because where there is the greater gift of knowledge, there the transgressor lies under the greater blame. Ambrose. You have heard then the words of him who says, Stretch forth thy hand. That is a frequent and common cure. And thou that thinkest thy hand is whole, beware lest it be contracted by avarice or sacrilege. Stretch it forth oftener to help thy neighbor, to protect the widow, to save from injury him whom you see the victim of unjust attack. Stretch it forth to the poor man who beseecheth thee. Stretch it forth to the Lord to ask pardon of thy sins. As the hand is stretched forth, so is it healed. End of chapter 6, verses 1 through 11.